Hello everyone, what's going on? Welcome to episode 11 of the Mandatory Codec. I'm your host, Sparty. Um, so episode 11, I have El Paso with me, but before I get in with him, um, just do a little recap of what's going on. I kind of want to do this maybe in future episodes, put a little recap of what's going on in the community, or at least the stuff that I'm paying attention to. Now, I can't be in every single uh, run or channel, but uh, there's been a lot of Ground Zero stuff. I've been watching a lot of those, so pretty cool. Some ILs as well as some full runs. Um, so loving that stuff. Keep it going, the, the Ground Zero's crew. Um, OCM did his MGS3 run. That was a really good time as well, so shoutouts to OCM getting his time. Uh, what else happened? I saw Joe get big boss rank in a single segment on MGS4. So shout out to Joe. I think there's only been three people that have gotten big boss rank in a single segment in MGS4. So if you want to be the fourth, I welcome it. Um, I think that was the big things I remember from this past week for MGSR. If someone wants to let me know anything else that happened that I didn't get, uh, let me know. So, uh, yeah, let's get into Pazzo. So my next guest is uh, El Pazzo, um, kind of a relatively new MGS runner, or just seen him around MGSR new. So what's going on, Pazzo? How's it going? I'm fine, and you? Doing all right, doing all right. Pazzo, uh, tell everyone, where are you from? Uh, I'm French. I'm from the south of France. It's, not, it's been a lot of... Near Montpellier. Ah, there's a lot of French Metal Gear speedrunners. Is Metal Gear a big scene in France? Is there a big scene in just speedrunning or MGS in France uh, that you know of? I, I know most of the French people really love Metal Gear, but like a real as a country. But mm -hmm. the thing is, I knew uh, Metal Gear speedrunning by, uh, I think his name was Slade. Ah, uh, MG doing, Slade. Uh, Metal Gear speedrun. Yeah, and that's how I knew that it was possible to speedrun the game because I, I didn't even speedrun the game in my whole life before that. So, And how long ago did you watch his run? Um, I watched, I don't know, maybe three years or four years. I watched, uh, he was on AGDQ, I think. Yeah. And I watched his, uh, he was playing on PlayStation and when I first saw his stream, I didn't even know it was possible to do all the glitches he was doing. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh my god, I didn't play the game like I was supposed to do it. <laughs> but uh, then it got me interested in the speedrunning, and here I am. Did you start speedrunning as soon as you saw his run? Or did it take a while after that? I don't know. Uh, well, I, I watched a lot of speedrun, and on not only MGS speedrun, but other games too. Mm -hmm. But the thing I was like thinking it was too hard to do it, I was uh, thinking it was too complicated and I couldn't do it, but uh -huh. like two months ago, so I just, I just started speedrunning two months ago, I uh, I watched a speedrun and then I, 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 I told myself, well, why not trying? I, could, I should just give it a try. And right. surprisingly, it, it's not that hard. And I think MGSR is a really good community because they hate me a lot to find tools and tips to improve myself and... Yeah, that's not that hard to speedrun if you if you like get interested you can have a good time like quickly i think i think that's uh like every category when you first look at it 
it looks like a daunting task. Like, uh, it just takes so long, you think, to learn it. Um, like, I, I don't care which category it is. It just looks like, you know, when you watch someone, especially someone at a really high level play, you're always off-put by it a little, just because you think it's going to take forever just to, just to learn all that, just to wrap your yeah. mind around it. But then as you do it more and more and more, even it's, you start to realize it's really not that difficult. Um, I think anyone can speedrun. It's just that, are you willing to put the time in to learn it? Um, now, some runs do require less time than others, but as long as you put the time in, like anyone can speedrun, right? Yeah. The thing is, the, the good thing about uh, Metal Gear is uh, when I when I was young, when the game came out, well, I really, really loved the game, and I, I, I don't know, I completed the game like a hundred times when I was young, mm-hmm. and so I, I knew the game before I, I, I went in speedrunning, so I knew all the, the game. I just had to know the, you know, the strats, the things like that. So my first run was two months ago, and I was hoping for sub two hours. Of course, now that would be a, a bad time, but... That was my goal at first, and when I completed my first run, I was so happy. But then I I I started to train and train and train, and I I think I'm improving. That that's the whole point. If you if you get interested, you can improve really fast. Yeah, no one just jumps into a run and just gets a top time on their first few attempts. Oh, yeah. Like everyone's gone through this process, and the people up top, especially, will tell you that it doesn't just come from doing a few attempts and then all of a sudden you're you're a top runner it just takes repetition and and putting the time to it so so anyway before i get into more mgs speedrunning paso um tell me a little bit about yourself like uh what do you do um what are your interests stuff like that uh i work in uh, veterinary emergencies in uh, in south of france mm-hmm. and I, I I always I always been interested by video games. I played video, video games all of my life. Uh, I'm trying to work in the in the in video games, but it's hard. Right. Creating games, but I'm just learning. Uh, yeah, I don't have much to say about me, but that's it. What was uh so? What was the first video games that one you played, and what was the first video games that you really like fell in love with and just played it over and over again. Uh, I think that was uh, Kirby, Kirby Dreamland on NES. I think I was really young. That uh... oh, uh, no, wait, I had an abstract CPC uh, when I was really really young, and I played I don't know um, the Barbarian. I don't know if you know about it. I don't. No, tell me about it. It's a really really old game, like uh, 2D pixel games mm-hmm. but it's really really gore <laughs> I know it, it, it came out like I don't know 80 89 88 I don't know and that's the first game I played it was on a Amstrad mm-hmm. and uh, then I had uh, the NES with Kirby Mario and but the 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 game that really make made me fell in love with video game is uh I think it's Sonic on Mega Drive. I had a Mega Drive when I was young, a Genesis. I think you call that Genesis in America. Mm-hmm. And uh, that that the first game I really really played a lot. 
and then I had the PlayStation and Metal Gear, Tomb Raider, Resident Evil. I think that that changed everything when the first PlayStation came out because that was the first time you were playing games in 3D and mm-hmm. that was realistic. Yeah, games like uh, Sonic and Mario and things like that, I never got into because platforming to me just wasn't fun. Like even, um, even when that was kind of like the big thing or you know the only thing, it seems like every video game was a platformer. It just never was fun to yeah. me. Uh, I never got into it much. And then when games like you said, like Tomb Raider, like the Metal Gear games, when they opened up to more like the quote unquote you know open world sandbox games, those were much more interesting to me. Like the GTA's, things like that. That's when I started really like in video games. But but like Sonic games, I can't even tell you one single Sonic game I even finished. I think I played a few, um, especially the really old ones, like the platformer ones. I might have played like a few minutes and then just put it down. But but there were some other cool ones like Contra and things. I managed to like finish those, but platformers just never really vibe with me. Um, yeah, all just look. Every every old game just looked like another one. I know. Yeah. The, the good thing, uh, the good thing about uh, I love about old game is like when you see the um, the developers of the game, mm-hmm. they had to find tips and stuff to add things in the game because they don't have uh, they didn't have a, a memory and stuff like that. They didn't have power in the in the console, mm. and that that's the thing I regret in the new games because now the new games are just about. We are doing a, a really beautiful games with uh, with uh, amazing graphics, but I don't know the old games. The guy was so creative what they well doing. Give me like that. give me an example. Like, what's a game you think that's very creative that's not really new? That's old. Um, what comes to your mind when you think of a creative game that didn't have much to work with, but they made a lot from what they had? Uh, I played the game when I was really young. I don't remember the game, the name of the game, but it was on Abstract. And uh, back in the time, it was not possible to do 3D games. And mm. the game just came in and say uh, and said, I, "I want to do a 3D game." And he, he did it. So he used tricks to, you know, uh, make the people think it was actually 3D, but it was mm-hmm. not. It was just uh, fake. But it was really, really great. And he had, like, I don't know, uh, 56 uh, kilobits of uh, memory in the game. And he achieved to do something really awesome. Mm-hmm. And that, that kept me interested. All right. So that's a good example of something. They made a lot out of a little. Now, what's a game that's new that didn't really make much? It just looked good, but there was nothing else to it. I would say Call of Duty. So I'm not saying that because I'm a hater of Call of Duty. and I just say that because when I, when I watch Call of Duty games, I, I just feel like every Call of Duty is just the, the same as the last one. Just new weapons, new map, but nothing nothing more i don't know well games like that i think like the the ones that come out like once every year um you know they're just doing it for the money right that's like they're gonna they're gonna keep putting out as many games as people buy them so if people are continuing to buy them like why should they stop 
Um, yeah, of course. Right, but what's... Okay, give me another example, if you could think of one, of a game that's not like a series, that's not coming out one every year, that... that the same question, that just looked good, um, especially if it's like a single-player, like a role-playing game, one of those that looked good, but it just wasn't fun to play. Ah, uh, I don't know. I Do you know any... It. Yeah, yeah, I don't have an an example right now. Yeah, I would say, I would say Fortnite or stuff like that. Yeah, I, I know it's a good game actually, but the thing is, uh, since uh, I don't know five, six years ago, mm-hmm. now the, the the battle royale are really the thing you have to play. So every game is just, is just doing a new a new battle royale and. I I know people like that and some and I like that. Sometimes I played. Uh, PUBG, P-U-B-G, yeah. but it's, it's just the same. If you watch the game, it's just every every battle royale is just like another one. So, but I don't have a specific example. In I don't know, like right battle royale game. Like if you've been keeping track of an MGSR, like a lot of people started playing Call of Duty Warzone, and that's a battle royale game. Now, battle royales are fun. I, I'm here to defend battle royale. <laughs> I'm taking the opposite side of you, Paso, because one. Battle Royales you can play you can play with your friends and it's a really fun game mode. The two, it's you learn it very quickly. It's not something that is gonna take a lot of your time to learn. And you're gonna have fun with it. Where I think like games have to be split up into different categories. Like what are their intentions? Like no one's gonna pick up a battle royale thinking it's a huge, deep lore game. That they're gonna explore things for you know hundreds of hours. Like it's just a just a mode you play with buddies and and you try to kill people. Now Fortnite, like Fortnite is such a complicated game as well, especially when you start. Like anyone can yeah play Fortnite. The good thing about these battle royale games is they're free. It doesn't cost anything yeah. to play them. Um, and plus, like at least the battle royales that I've played, I've played Fortnite, I've played Warzone is. You, you don't get any advantages from putting money into the game. Like, you can buy skins, you can buy stuff like that, but, f- like, I can't hate on free games. Like, I can't complain about free games. Um, I see what you mean. I agree. I, I, I'm not hating on free games, and I, I, I'm not saying Battle Royale are, are bad game. You right, know, I right. played uh, I played Fortnite a little bit. The thing is, uh, now, if you watch, if you're going to see... Um, a big uh, video game studio they're mm. just gonna say okay we are doing a battle royale right right works. yeah uh, and we had a shop so people can buy you know uh, uh, items uh, to to look better in the game but I, I don't know I it like the the game studio no, doesn't have the, the creativity it has a few few years yeah. ago I don't know how to explain but no, I'm not I- hating on and, uh, yeah, yeah I know. I know what you mean. Um, I don't think it's. I don't think it's the creativity. I think it's the risk that video game companies want to take, right? Because yeah. let's say I'm the boss of a video game company, right? And you, Pazzo, are a game developer, and you come to me and say, "Well, I have this creative idea. You know, this world is going to be like this. It's going to play like this. It's going to do this, and I need, you know, I need five million dollars to make it all happen." 
right? I need my crew, I need to develop it. It sounds really cool. It might revolutionize the game. And then I got Bob over here, right? And he's like, well, I got this Battle Royale. It's going to cost me like a quarter of what it's going to cost you to develop your new creative game. Um, it's going to generate this yeah. much money like from microtransactions. Like, well, who am I going to pick? Of course, you're going to pick the Battle Royale. I, I think that... No, I, I understand that because if you are uh, doing uh, in an economic way, mm. of course, it's... It's better to have a battle royale. I'm not saying uh, studios that make battle royale are bad or something like that. I know there's a there's a, a economic interest behind that, mm. but I I like uh, that's why I like indie games. You know, they take risk because yeah, it yeah. doesn't cost a lot of money. The only good example I could take uh, uh, I could say is uh, Death Stranding. I know it's not really indie, but the guy put uh, a lot of money on this game and was risky because the game is kind of weird you know when you yeah, play yeah. it did you, and that's that's what i like did you finish that training i finished it I, I i i played so much the game i really loved it all right see me and you are on opposite sides because i put like 90 to 100 hours of that game and i did not like it i i i i see what you mean and i understand that yeah, at first when I played, the first time I played it, I played like for two hours and then I didn't play the game for a month because uh -huh. I was telling myself it's bad. And I know there's some mistakes in the game, like the actions, uh, the action in the game is really bad. I mean, if you compare with new games, Yeah. but what I liked about it is just it's your game you, you you just walk and you have the, you know, the specific ambient, the sound, the music mm. and you... It's like an, an open world, but I know, I know it's not like GTA. You well, know, you can... I didn't, yeah, like, but I didn't expect a GTA. So I wasn't expecting, like, to run around like that in GTA. And, you know, people will say, well, you just think it's a, it's a slower game, so it's not capturing your attention, like shooting all the time stuff. But th I didn't have a problem with that. So my problem with the game was, with, like, with every single player game, right, there's, like, a balance between story and gameplay. That's how... Like, my mindset is always like that. So games that have a really good story, even if their gameplay is not that great, like, I use MGS1, for example. The gameplay right now, like, the controls are so bad. Like, I, that's the one thing I hate about MGS1. But the, the story is so good that I replay it all the time, right? And then other games where the story is not great or not existent, but the gameplay is really good. And that's, this is where I use like Warzone. Like, yeah, the, there's no story or anything, but the gameplay is really addicting and fun. So I'll play that. Now with Death Stranding, one, the story was, I just didn't like the story. So, especially when you have a mute character, like Sam was, and this is the oh, same yeah. thing that, that happened in like Phantom Pain, right? Where you have that new <laughs> character that you're controlling that has like no personality, that has no charisma, that you you know you're, it's kind of like you're controlling a NPC pretty much running around the map. Um, so that so that was the first thing that I just it just drew me away from the game, and then just the dialogue between people. So this is something I was gonna ask you since you're kind of like the game designer mindset. <clears throat> I don't know if you agree with me or disagree with me, but so whenever, no, I agree. 
so the what the well the other thing that I was gonna mention is so every time there's a dialogue right like uh, Guillermo del Toro's character or someone else's character would talk to Sam right like they would just talk only and there's no interaction between the two it's like I'm gonna talk for ten minutes straight while Sam just looks at him and then and then the cutscene's over like that yeah I see. that's another part that that drew me away from the game even more it was like i was watching these cutscenes where there was no interaction no nothing and i'm trying to keep up with the story it just wasn't fun at all so what did you what did you think about all that and your uh, views on death stranding well generally i agree with you and yeah i was surprised when i saw the game like uh sam didn't talk so much but I, I think that's uh, that's Kojima that wanted that because he want, he was like he chose Norman Reedus based on Walking Dead and if you will watch Walking Dead mm -hmm. uh, Norman Reedus like doesn't talk that much especially right, right. in the first and that's why he, he, he took him just for you know the face and the, the expressions he mm -hmm. has uh, and for NGS5 I think it's the problem because uh, he didn't really really work on the game because he was out of uh, Konami when the game was still in development. So I think that's what happened. I don't know. But I, I agree with you. At first, that's why I didn't play the game for a month when he came out. Because I was like, oh my god, it's so weird. The guy's not talking. And yeah, it's it's like almost a, a movie, not a game. But yeah. I, I don't know. I, I can't explain why I love this game. <laughs> but I really like it. And I know it has a, a lot of... Um, mistakes like in the gameplay some part of the gameplay are really bad like uh, infiltration stuff like that if you compare with metal gear it's not even close to metal gear but it has something special this game yeah. i can explain and the story myself but it's just a matter of taste i really loved it but okay. i know people who aided it and i understand that because that's weird that's kojima and he can do yeah. such weird things but I don't know. I liked it. No, I, I can see why people like it for sure. And I want to say I'd rather see you know companies and studios take a risk with those Death Stranding type of games than make another battle royale. So I am with you that I do I do appreciate them taking a risk with that game and making that game just because it is so different from from what we play, especially the single player games. Like we need more games that do take those risks like that. Um, like the first few hours, it was kind of the opposite for me from your experience here as well. I loved the game for the first few hours. Like, you know, just getting used to the controls, getting used to the terrain, walking around. And then um, I think your first mission is, you know, you're hauling someone on your back, trying to keep your balance going up the steep mountain or the hill. And then your first experience with the BTs and crawling around and having no idea what's going on. Like, I love that. It kept me hooked. And then after like the, I want to say like the five to seven hour mark, that's when it lost me that it was just the same thing over and over again. It was really nothing different. And I got used to all the terrain. Um, and then the, the story just didn't keep me interested after that as well. So a lot of times I just put the game like I was on autopilot where I would just have like a TV show in the background or music playing in the background and then I would just play Death Stranding, where it just felt like I wasn't really missing anything by not even having any audio. I 
see. Well, I, I see what you mean, and I, I understand that. That's I know that's weird, and the game is like, yeah, you, you can be bored quickly by the game. But like you was like you were saying, um, I, I like studios that take risk. Mm. And when the the trailer, the first Death Stranding trailer, got out, we was we were all like, oh my yeah. god, what is that? I can't understand anything that's so strange and that's that's what I like about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. And yeah, that's what I like about it and uh, a few games like that I have another example uh, the game called um, I think it's Alone I don't remember the name it's like Alone. a 2D it's, it's a 2D game you play a, a child and you have to escape uh, it's, uh, it's strange it's weird there's no dialogues just music and sound and it's really the gameplay is really good and uh, there's mm -hmm. no really a story but like they took risk but of course it's an indie game so it doesn't take millions to make the game so it's more it's it's not that risky but i like the, that kind of thing and when i watched um trailer of uh, i don't know play uh, games like call of duty and stuff yeah, like yeah. that it's good it looks good it it's it sure be fun if you play it but right. i don't know there's nothing special about it I, yeah i agree with you it's like the same cookie cutter copy paste everything change up the lines a little rescue x person and then that's your game uh, i understand what you mean um it's just you know that those studios have like a formula that they're just doing every year um yeah, and then like you said they, yeah and you know the bigger studio like the bigger the companies are sooner or later even the smaller indie companies as they get bigger and bigger it comes down to money yeah. at that point which is you know like you said indie games that's what's so great maybe it's not you know it's always about money but maybe not as much when it's the smaller companies but did you play um did you play cyberpunk at all how did you say did you play cyberpunk no, I watched gameplay, but I didn't play it. Okay. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't play it either. I bought it, and then with all the bugs, kind of put me off. So I was going to ask you questions about it, but maybe another time. Do you ever intend to so, go back and play it? Uh, yeah. So someday I I could play it. Uh, I saw. Well, I I wait to have a PlayStation Five because people told me that if you have a PlayStation Four, the game is full of bugs. Right. It's not made for PlayStation Four. So I yeah. just wait to have. A five but yeah i should try it someday okay yeah i'll i'll definitely play it once uh they put more patches and things like that out okay so that's the thing that uh, annoys me nowadays you know you you just you just uh, make a game and it's it's not done yet i know it's strange to say that because yeah. now you can like buy it online and not you know have a physical copy of the game but back in the days when I don't know the PlayStation War One, for example. When you bought a game, the game was done; it was over, and you didn't have bug. And now I feel like a, a lot of studios just make games, and they say, oh, "Okay, it's not done; it's like 50% done." But never mind; we just get the game online, and we will add some patches later. And I don't know; I have a problem with that. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, of course. Well, it's like a double-edged sword with the whole game updates and DLCs, right? I'm sure games that came out in the past, like PS1, PS2, whatever, I'm sure they had some bugs in it, like some glitches, some so, like, and then, you know, now what they could do is they could go back and, and repatch those. But like you said, then there's the other side, the, the ugly side of it is, well, we have a deadline coming up, 
just push the game out. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll patch the stuff, whatever gets tested and whatever bugs they can find. We'll just patch that later. So I feel like yeah, there's a, there's a good side and then there's the ugly side, and then there's the microtransaction side. So they all they all come into play. I'm not really uh, annoyed by microtransaction since uh, you can buy it or you cannot buy it. It's your choice, so it's okay. But the thing is, when a game is just based on microtransaction, you know they don't have ID, they don't have yeah. creativity just make a, a random game and they just add a microtransaction and they say okay that's how we're gonna earn money and right. I, my my opinion that's not the the way you should make a game you should just make a game yeah. because people like it not just for microtransaction but i get it but it's about money and now money rules everything in the video game so see now i want to go back to fortnite because when it first came out, right, that was like the first huge battle royale game. I mean, I'm not saying it was the first battle royale game, but I think it was like the biggest, most popular battle royale game when it came out. And then they added like this whole dimension of you building and fighting. Um, and they had all these loot stuff. I think that was pretty creative of them to do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so that was pretty cool. And then... So we, I'm with you. We need more games that take creativity. Uh, I wish more studios would take risks on those, especially the bigger, the bigger ones, because they do have the resources to try it. But, but who knows? Um, so I, you did mention you were trying to get into game. Now, which kind of game designs interest you? I like 2D games a lot. Like, uh, I like 3D games, but. The thing is, 3D games is really now nowadays. It's really about uh, the power you can you can have in your in your game. Like if uh -huh. you have a lot of money, uh, you can make a really beautiful game. But if you make 3D games and you don't have money, you don't have the the resources, your game will just look like ugly. Except if you make something like Minecraft. But mm -hmm. so that's why I like 2D games. 2D games is just drawing, actually, so you can do really, really beautiful things with nothing. Right. Uh, right. I, I would I would take the example of Rayman, Rayman Legends, and uh, Rayman Origins. Uh, when I played it, it's like just 2D games, but it's really beautiful and it's all drawn by hand. So yeah, that's what I like the most, and I like the games with the um, you know creativity and original gameplay mechanics you know new mechanics in the game just not just a, a mario like when you just uh, run and jump you have to to add new mechanics and something right. original to the game have you ever played the 2d metal gear games uh played uh ghost babble i really really loved it mm -hmm. and by, I'm, I'm learning the the speed running of the game um and that that's the only 2D Metal Gear game I played. I don't know if there's other one. I recommend Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. If you ever get a chance to play that, that is one of I my... watched the videos, but I didn't play it yet. Okay. But yeah, I play, I think. Just the story and gameplay, that's one of my favorite Metal Gear games in the series. Uh, the Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake. So if you ever get a chance, highly recommend it. I think you'll enjoy it, especially if you're a 2D um, fan. Yeah, the, the, I think I, I will love it. And someday I will play it because it's Metal Gear. And right, I love right. Metal. 
the thing is the only annoying thing is about the, the control but i saw you have to you know pick uh, the good uh, car to open door every time and yeah yeah, yeah that's the time. well the the speed run it's good that you know where it is but when you first play it like you have your casual playthrough you're gonna be fumbling through the menus a lot because um, you have to yeah. open it up every time then scroll to the one you want so that is the kind of the annoying part but but i got used to it pretty quickly um the other parts of the game are great so let's get into more metal gear stuff then um here so what was the first metal gear game you learned was it mgs1 speedrunning on speedrunning yeah yeah that's the only one actually i'm just running metal gear solid one and metal gear solid two but yeah the the, the first one is the the first one i i learned how did you learn mgs1 was someone teaching you were you just watching videos like i like I said, I played it a lot of times when I was young, so I knew the game really, really good. Mm. Um, and then I I came to the Discord of the MGSR community, and Plywood, I think Plywood was the, the first guy to meet me and give me tips and stuff like that, so I started watching tutorials on, on internet. But I think the first run I made on MGS, I didn't watch any tutorial. I did. I just wanted to speedrun the game, like you know, like by my mm -hmm. own uh, way. And I had, a, I think, a bad time. But <laughs> that was the first run. It's a start time. Uh, do you run all bosses right now, or any percent, or both? I I I run all bosses easy on console. That's the first I I run. But mm -hmm. now I'm learning uh, uh, all bosses PC because i'm gonna take part of the tournament soon oh so nice. it's really, really different from the console version since there is a you can buy keys to to get the, the weapons stuff like that and the gme mode so it's really different so i'm also taking part in that tournament and i have oh, nice i've never played mgs1 on pc and i've never played easy so tell me a little bit about what to expect because I have played it on console. Um, so I have a little experience in console, but none in PC. So do you have any tips for me? Or do you have anything that I should be ready for going into PC learning the, the run? Okay, I, I, I'm not sure I can give you really good tips because uh, I think you're better than me on Metal Gear. You run the game like uh, from like for long, but... Um... The, 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 the good thing about PC version, the only good thing, in my opinion, is mm -hmm. the load time, the codec skip. So you can skip codec. That's right, a good right. thing. You don't have to mash and break your hand. Um, the, 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 the PC easy all bosses category is all about the, the walking. You know, you have to, good, you have to take good lines. Good movement. Not waste time. Yeah, the movement and mm -hmm. the bosses, of course. Um, yeah, and the and the glitches. So you have to go into GME and use glitches. So that's not really hard to learn. It's really fast, but you have to know a few things. Like if you if you do the GME wrong, you can crash the game. So your run is over. And if you do that on the tournament, well, just imagine. yeah. So what if someone crashes in the, in their run in the tournament? Is it an automatic uh, think... forfeit? I think he, he will have to to start the game over from the beginning, but yeah, he, he's gonna lose. So, Man. Uh, 
is going to give up. I don't I know. Guess, well, I guess we all I don't know the rules yet, but that's going to be an interesting thing to happen if someone is really ahead and then they try for the GME. It's the god mode exploit for people that don't know. Um, and it crashes their game. It's like, so do they automatically lose? How do you even set up GME? Walk me through it as I've never even attempted to do GME. What are the button inputs to get it going? Well, you have the uh, keys on your keyboard to to get to to use weapon. For example, the the the, the key one on the the keyboard is uh, to use the SOCOM. So you don't have to choose the SOCOM in the in the inventory. You can just switch weapons with the the binding. So when you go when you press zero, you can use the PSG one. But there's a weird glitch on PC. If you use the PSG one and Snake starts uh, crawling to use the PSG one, and then immediately you use another weapon, a Snake will like be stuck in the in a, in the animation, and then you you can you can you you are invincible so there's two gme there's one gme to be invincible so you can avoid the uh, shoots from the guys and stuff like that and uh, if you do it the same thing but you are actually uh, on the knee i mean uh, you know you are on the knee and you uh, you can like run through walls i would say you can go out of the map you can go out of the map and if you are and there's something real that this game is when you touch uh, the, the 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 edge of the map of the of the room, it teleports you on the other side. So you can gain times like you go. Uh, yeah, yeah. For example, when you beat a wolf, you can go uh, down right on the screen, and you touch the the edge of the the down the down edge the bottom edge and then it teleports you up and then you are closer to the to the door to to continue the game so you can you can gain like i don't know 20 seconds and there's a lot of places when you can use that but you have to be careful because in some places if you are crawling uh, on a, on a bad spot you can just be stuck in the in the in the wall and you can get out and the, the worst thing is to crash the game. It can happen sometimes. So, but if you learn really, if you learn the game in the the GME, you should not crash. Didn't happen to me yet. So. I don't. Think it's gonna happen to you. Don't worry. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. Um, I, I I had a, a decent time on easy right now on console. That was my goal to be in top ten, and here I am. So yeah, now I want to learn uh, normal, hard, and extreme. I know extreme is really hard, and I'm not sure I could do it. I could, I should give it a try someday. But yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna learn it. But okay. soon, first I want to learn. I learned MGS2 and now I want to learn MGS3 so I know the three games and then I come back to MGS1 on another difficulty. Okay, I was muted on my last question. So everyone that I didn't hear, I just asked them if he would like to run any other uh, difficulties besides easy. Um, so you, you wanna, so now you're also learning MGS2 very easy, right? Um, how is that going? Because I know you were on 
I'm no rookie with plywood yeah. learning that. So how's the progress there going? Um, and what's your goal for that? Um, well, that that's funny because uh, when I I got to I'm no rookie, I didn't play the game for I don't know a year, and I I'm not a really huge fan of MGS2 compared to the first one. I I prefer the first one, but I learned I don't know the the way to fortune on the first show with uh, plywood, and then on the second show, he made me do a, a full run, but I didn't even do a full run yet so i didn't know the route and that was funny because i was lost and but that that that, that helped me and now i think i have a decent time on console and a, a bad time on pc i have to improve but that's going well i know the, the the run on very easy and i want to 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 improve it and then i i jump to mgs3 i think because i i really want to learn mgs3 okay that's how plywood learn teaches you he just throws you in the fire throws you in the deep end and says and says go swim no i didn't do the the swim glitch <laughs> but uh now he, he now he teach me uh, like from the mm -hmm. beginning except for the tanker because i i knew the tanker so he, he taught me f from the the beginning of the plant right to fat, i think and, and no to vamp i think and then he, he just made me f do a full run and well, that was a bad run, but I made it, so... <laughs> okay. Uh, we were talking about MGS2, right? Um, and how you're improving your times, things like that. So are you going to um, going to any other um, difficulties in MGS2 before you start MGS3, or just go into MGS3 after you're satisfied? Oh, I, think I think I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to jump to MGS3 straight, satisfied yeah. with my MGS2 run. Which uh, difficulty are you going to start with three? Is it going to be the same thing, the very easy? Uh, yeah, it's going to be the very easy at first. I, I, I really want to learn someday the the European Extreme run, but it looks really, really hard. And I have to say, when I I, I think you, you run in GS3 European Extreme, right? Yes, I do. I, I saw the, 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 the tournament, like they had two numbers, uh -huh. and... I, I was really impressed because I tried MGS3 and it's really, really hard. It's really different from the first two Metal Gear Solid. So, yeah, I want to learn it someday, but it looks really hard to learn. Yeah, the like, like when you were first watching other runs, it is, you know, the beginning, it is a little difficult just to get used to the new game. You have to get used to the new controls, but like with all other runs, you put the time into it, you're going to learn the game pretty easily. Um, especially if you've learned MGS 1 and 2 in a quick amount. Um, starting on very easy in 3, I don't run easy, very easy, so can't really speak too much about it, but it'll help you with your movement. It'll help you with getting used to the game. And then if you want to run Euro, I'm sure you'll run, if, as long as you put the time in, you'll pick up the run quickly, and then from there, it's just improving your time. So just with the MGS 3, the only difficult part about three is they throw some really tough rooms at you at the beginning um so it does discourage some people on the euro extreme because you have like at the beginning of operation snake eater you have like two rooms that are kind of challenging to learn and then you go straight into the ocelot unit that's a little challenging to learn but once you get those down like the rest of the game becomes much easier 
well, I saw the the setup for the end. One of one of the thing that afraid me is uh, the end <laughs> because I know if you miss the end, you your run is over. Yeah. You, you waste too too much time, and that's that's the the thing that's different about MGS one and MGS two because in MGS one and MGS two you just have the boss in the same room and you can waste time like if you miss the shot stuff like, mm -hmm. stuff like that. But for the end, for example, you can you can lose like a ton of time if you just run on another screen and stuff like that. So that's really different. Yeah, with uh with MGS one and two, like you said, you don't have that issue. That's why for MGS three, people always say the fury is like the most challenging boss fight or the one that oh, they always hate. <laughs> which which you know, I agree, the fury is probably the most difficult, but the scariest boss to me in MGS3 is the end. Especially in like a no reset run or a race where you only get one shot at him, right? So it's like, yeah, the, the Fury is difficult, but the end can cost you so much more time. Because if he gets away from you, or if you mess up the spawn, or if he, worse, if he shoots you, and you know, the fight gets really out of hand, and now you're back in the lab, like, you're pretty much done at that point. Like, you might as well just forfeit. Or like, with the Fury, you die a few times, you can just reset fairly quickly and just try again, try again, try again. So yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. Right, right, right. So I understand that. Um, let's talk a little bit about the tournament or the league that's going on. Um, was this so when it was first announced, right? You were already running MGS One. Was it like a no-brainer yeah. for you to participate, or did you think about, hmm, should I participate in this? Um, the only thing I thought about is, uh, you know, the schedule because I wasn't sure I was available at this time. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I saw the the announcement, I I wanted to do it because I want to do races and. Yeah, I, I would prefer a race on MGS1 on console, but the thing is, it, it would be too long for the codex and stuff yeah. like that. But yeah, as soon as I saw it, I, I started training, and now I have a... I don't know what's my time, actually. It's one, one hour, five minutes, I think. So that's not that bad, but I saw some of the guys who are doing the tournament are around one three or one four so mm -hmm. they're still better than me so i have to improve but yeah and just one is my favorite game ever so if there's a, a race or a tournament mm -hmm. i mean totally well uh the good thing about or the the weird thing or the different thing about the tournament style and the races is you only get one shot at the run right so you could have a good time posted on the boards but like how many attempts do they do to get that good time where like when you go into a race you only get one shot at this so if you mess up one room you mess up a boss fight you mess up anything and you get held up doesn't matter who it is like the other person could take the lead fairly quickly and i and i like that it's all bosses versus any percent because i feel like all bosses now there's more room for error so it's not as as difficult if you fall behind there's still hope that you could catch up where i feel like in any percent you fall behind it's gonna be tough to, to catch up later in the game yeah yeah so some of the guy can just screw up racks or liquid and stuff like that and you can go back in the in the run if you uh, i i i can tell you that 
when the when the tournament is, is coming the you if you remember well i think you remember because you you played the the tournament on mgs3 european extreme but i saw and I saw that the problem there was uh, the fury. Most of the runners like died a lot of times on the fury, and uh, that thing that that thing is gonna happen with Mantis. I don't think people would die on Mantis, but the thing is, on PC you have to play with the computer with the keyboard, or uh, it's, it's strange. Mantis on PC is really different from console, and I think a lot of runners will have trouble with that in the tournament. Wow. <laughs> And I will too, by the way. <laughs> so, so Mantis is the fury of MGS One, um, in terms of PC, time waste. On PC, yeah, I think. Yeah, I've, I don't even know how the Mantis fight works. Every time I hear the Mantis fight on PC, it's like everyone has their own method of what works, and you hear like ten different methods people use. Like some have multiple controllers, some use keyboard combinations, some yeah. I don't know what's. Some have different DS4 profiles. They switch back and forth. Yeah, I feel like there's like a million different ways people set it up and everyone has their own way of doing it. What do you do in the Mantis fight? Um, I play with keyboard since I don't use a PS4 uh, controller, so I, I can't uh, use the DS4 profiles. Uh, so I use the keyboard. So you, you have to be used to it. It's a little weird, but it works. The thing is, Mantis on PC is really different. There's no hideo screen. Uh, the pattern is really, really different, and you, right, you can right, have, right. You can have troubles because if you miss if you miss a shot, you can like start a new pattern with a. That's really, really different, and I, I'm struggling actually to with Mantis on PC. I don't have a problem on console, but on PC, I don't know. I'm hmm. struggling right now. I think I might use a controller at that point. I might have two controllers plugged in and then just swap between those two just to make it easy. I think that's Because, yeah, I, I can't use keyboard. Even when I play, like, PC games, I'm using controller all the time. It's more comfortable with controller. Yeah. The, the thing is, with Mantis on PC, you can... On PC, you can use the, the first-person view with Snake. Mm-hmm. So the... the... The, the safer the safest way to to kill him is to to take the famas and go in first person and just shoot him like that so i think i'm gonna try this soon hmm. because on the regular way it's i don't know it's it's weird on pc i don't like the pc version i, I personally i hate it <laughs> i mean this is where the controller issue like i told you about mgs1 it just always puts me off um it's a good thing it has a great story or else i would not be playing that game much it's, it's also the the, yeah. the, the movement strange yeah. it just didn't age well the controls for that game um it is it is a little different uh so as someone that's learning it now what are some of the difficult besides mantis what are some other difficult areas that i'll get used to not just like the gme but like the the gameplay or boss fights or certain rooms uh which ones should i be ready for I think liquid, of course. Most of the runs will will be played on liquid because when you when you go to liquid, uh, most of the runners will be you know tight one from each other. But liquid is gonna be decisive since uh, you have to kill him quickly, and I can't do that. By the way, I'm bad for liquid. Uh, I think it's gonna be liquid, mantis, and yeah, not that. Yeah, that liquid and mantis. I think. 
Yeah, I think that's a so it's like liquid for sure. I have to learn like the the liquid infinite. I've no idea how to even set that up. So I gotta learn that. Like you said, mantis. Gotta learn that. Um, trying to think. There's like the escape sequence. I know I have to learn that as well. I'm not really sure about how to optimally do the escape shots. Um, trying to. Is there any? Is there any areas in the game where you're in danger of dying on easy? Oh yeah, yeah. On PC, I mean, not on console, but right, on PC, PC there's one. Uh, with the tank, the tank on PC is strange. It's different mm -hmm. from console because <clears throat> on console you have to go on the right behind uh, behind the hill to protect yourself from the shot. But when you do this on PC, it can shoot you anyway. So you have to crawl, and sometimes you get caught by the shot and you have to, you will die you will die if you get shot because uh, you can like you chaff he's gonna he's gonna be gone and then he's gonna shoot you again and kill you and you waste so much time so that's gonna be a, a difficulty on pc the, the tank on pc is really weird so that's another area then so you got tank you got um mantis you got liquid now how yeah. is the I'm guessing the Grey Fox fight is pretty straightforward on easy, or can that yeah, go horribly wrong? Oh, it's pretty much the same than console actually. So. Okay. What about uh, Raven? Is that where you just chuck the grenades and time it right? No. Raven is really Not is really yeah. easier on PC because you can go into GME and be invincible. Oh, true, true, true. To to, to use GME, you have to own the PSG one. So when you go to tank and ocelot and stuff like that, you don't have the mm. PSG one, so you have troubles. But then if you have the PSG one, you can go into GME, and then you are invincible. So killing the Raven with a in, on PC is really really easy. It's like I think it's one of the easiest boss. Maybe, maybe the, <clears throat> the so you just stand easiest. there and just chuck grenades at him. Yeah, you have to you have to go into GME as soon as the the fight starts and mm -hmm. cook a grenade and. Launch at him, so you can use grenades or Nikita. Both ways work. And okay. Yo, that, that's, that's good. really really easy. It's good to hear. I like that. What about the ocelot fight? How is that on easy? What are the strats and uh, how difficult? Uh, you have two strats actually. Uh, some some guys will use the grenade to kill ocelot, so it's really faster. But the thing is, it's really risky. Like you can. You can blow up the, you know, the wires, and and you you die, and you have to restart the room, and you lose a lot of times. But if you can do the, the grenade strat fast, it's really really faster. And then you can use the socom. That's what I do. It's uh, just pretty much like on console. You have to turn around and you know shoot him, wait for his iframe, and then shoot him until he dies. So that's yeah. not really. Yeah, I think that's the same strat then for extreme as it is on easy. Um, you either yep. do the grenade so. strat or you chase him with the SOCOM, okay. Yeah. And then with Wolf 1, you do the GME, right? And you just punch her? Uh, no, well, you can do that on extreme. Let's sit on easy. Uh, on easy, you won't do that. So I saw people doing that on easy on PC or on console. Uh -huh. So I understand why they do that because uh, Wolf can be a pain in the... You, you can, Right, right. It can be annoying, but 
it's really really faster to use the sniper to kill him on easy because if you go into gme uh and uh or use the weapon glitch and and punch her yeah it will take more time because you have to run to her and then wait for her sometimes she has a sometimes she had a bad pattern and you have to wait so long to to get a right right up. okay so yeah it's better to use the the psg one so it depends on the rng there Sometimes you have a good RNG and, she, and you can kill her quick. Sometimes she just hide behind the pillar for so long you have to wait. So it's, it's up to the, the RNG at this point. So with the PSG-1, does it sway a lot? Because on Extreme, you try to use the PSG-1, that thing is moving everywhere unless you take the Pentasmin. On Easy, oh, you have... do you have to no, take it's... the Pentasmin as well or does it not move? No, no, no. In fact, I think on easy and extreme is the same thing with the PSG one. If you wait for five or four or five seconds, you you start shaking and right, you, right. you can't aim properly. So, so you, you have to just unequip and equip your your PSG one fast to okay. you know rest restart the, the shaking. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. the way to do it. Uh, so it's the same thing then on extreme. If you were to sniper as it is on easy. It's just that you can take more shots if she shoots you. Oh yeah, I I don't know about extreme, but I think in extreme, if she shoots you, if she shoots you like one or twice, you die. Yeah. On easy, uh, you can use a ration to be sure. Sometimes as you eat, sometimes <clears throat> not. But that's not a big deal. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> on extreme, I think it's if you have full health, it's a two-shot kill. Uh, maybe one shot. I can't remember. I'll have to look back and see. But okay. Um, so I have to get used to that fight as well. And then, what's the strat for Wolf Two? Is it just oh. the Stinger plus the plus the PSG One, or is it something different? Okay. The the Wolf Two is the the worst boss in the game in, in terms of RNG. Like. It's really, really RNG-like, so you have to. Sometimes you have to wait so long because there is a, a small hill, and she go, she can go uh, behind the, the yeah, hill, yeah, and yeah. Can, so you have to wait. Sometimes, well, in uh, with World Two, you have to. The, the good thing, the, the 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 best thing that could happen is is her to hiding behind the tree, so you can use the the stinger to to shoot her. But sometimes she just kept keep running. She doesn't stop, and you have to wait, to wait, to wait. So the best way, I think, is to use the Stinger and then the PSG one to get her when she's running. But it's not that easy, I think, for me, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think the, the 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 fastest way is to use the the Stinger and the PSG one. But you can do only with the Stinger. But you have to you have to be lucky because she has to go behind the tree and. Then you can shoot her. You cannot shoot her with the finger when she's running. So. Right, right. Okay, so that's the same fight then it is on extreme. I think Wolf 1 and Wolf 2 yeah. are the same on, on both difficulties. Yeah. So the, the the stress don't change much. So we... I think that's all the boss fights. Um, oh, Hind. Yeah, oh. Uh, Hind, okay. Uh, Tell me about Hind. that. Hind is really easy on PC because you have a PSG 1, you can go into Jamie. So you mm. are invincible. The only thing to to the only thing is to to get the loop, so the hind doesn't go under the the building. Right, waste right. Time. But since you are invincible, there's no problem with the on extreme easy. Anyway, it's not a problem because you are invincible. So okay, that's the same, I think. 
Love to hear that because I hate the hind on extreme. There is like the, I think they call it like the hind cage where you just keep the hind in one spot yeah. and just keep shooting at it before it starts to move out of the way. So I think it's the same. So like that fight, I think is the same concept as extreme. It's just that, you know, if things do go wrong, you don't really have that much of a chance of dying yeah. or maybe you do, but you do have your rations and all that stuff. So it seems like it's I got my hands on PC right, because right. you are invincible. Oh, right. Oh, you're invincible. You have the GME because you have the PSG1 at that point. Yeah. The the, the, the bad thing about Hindi on Extreme on console is you, you cannot get shot too much because yeah. you're going to die. So you avoid the shoot. And there you don't care about it because right. you are invincible. You just, just look at the Hindi and shoot and you don't care about the, the shoot line. Right, right, right. Okay. I think that covers all the boss fights now. So I think I got my hands full. I'll definitely be hitting up the MGS1 channel and you to try to get some tips um, learning that run. So I'll have my hands full. So I think uh, we're in the hour mark, Pazo. Uh, do you have anything else you want to add before we start to wrap things up? Not especially. Just thanks to MGSR community because they're really helping. and It's a really good community. and Not much to say. No, <laughs> thanks, thanks for... Yeah. Thanks for the, the invitation. No, no problem. Thanks for uh, joining me on this podcast. Thanks for, you know, running uh, MGS1. Great to see new runners in. We'll, we might we might meet and match up in the tournament. We'll see We'll see how that goes. And just to let you know, if we match up, I'm not taking it easy on you just because uh, you were on this podcast. So you got to be ready. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up. We have a relay r race coming up uh, at the end of uh, March. I think we have a command in chat. We do. It's right there. I will be participating. So that's on Saturday, March 27th. It starts at noon Eastern. So noon Eastern, I'll be racing Apache. MGS3 European Extreme, but we'll both be wearing tux for, for that run. Um and I think you're commentating one of the runs, right? Yeah, probably the the old boss is uh, on Metal Gear One. Ah, yes. So Metal Gear Solid one, not Metal Gear one. You gotta be, yeah. you gotta make yeah, sure which one it is. So Vermilion yeah. <laughs> so well will be racing Lime Meringue, and Paso <laughs> will be commentating. So make sure you check that out on the MGSR channel. Um, Make sure you check out the stream team. Uh, I'm not sure who's on tomorrow. I'll have to double check. I want to say plywood, but I don't. Anyway, you'll see who it is. Maybe it's Sergeant. I'm mixing it up, but we'll be back for more uh, streams uh, later on throughout the week. And then at the end of the month, we have our relay race coming up. So thank you for joining me. Thank you, Pazo, for taking the time out of your day for, for doing you. this podcast. Yep. And I'll see you guys next week for another one. Later.